Oh, what a night. Late December back in 63. Oh, Charles. Oh, Nelson Riley. All right. Enough. God. You know it's going to be a wacky podcast when you have Charles Nelson Riley out of the gate. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. I'm Charles Nelson Williams, Harlan Williams. And today we are talking about some really interesting, wild, cool stuff. Um, um, mistaken identity. Have you ever been mistakenly mistaken for someone else mistakenly? Did that make sense? Uh, We're going to talk about that today. Uh, Lip gloss. Do you wear the lip gloss, boys and girls? Is it getting to be too much? And uh, what about dogs and cats? Are you a dog person or a cat person? What if I told you you could mix them both together? What? Uh Uh-huh. Brand new pet. And then for those of you that have been asking to hear me do some live performing, we have a real weird thing where I'm doing some comedy storytelling in front of a live audience tonight which involves a three-hour fire log and it's pretty twisted it's live it's right here it's the harland highway welcome to the harland highway all right let's get this sucker going huh you're causing a major disturbance on my time it's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Okay, you pet lovers. Are you a dog person or a cat person? Fret no more, my friends. Uh, I don't know if you saw this on the news, but some dumbass in the backwoods of somewhere somehow managed to have cogs. Okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving them that name. Cogs. Some guy's cat had puppies. Now, you know some redneck who was bored out of his mind on a Saturday night was doing something with a cat and something with a dog and throwing a turkey baster, and you got some kind of island of Dr. Moreau freak. You got a freak house pet, man. You got yourself a cog or a, what is it, a dat. You got a cog or a dat, call it what you will. It's half dog, half cat. Are you kidding me? I mean, how's that thing going to know what's what? Can you imagine taking your cat to the park and it jumps up in the air and grabs a Frisbee? Imagine your cat chasing a car. Imagine you shoot a duck and your cat swims out and gets it. Can you imagine a cat licking its... What about the other way around, man? Imagine your dog curling up with you at night and purring. Imagine your dog chasing a mouse. Imagine your dog walking along the top of the fence. It'd be fun to see a Irish wolfhound getting all loopy on catnap. There it is, people. If you can't decide, get yourself a cog. Meow. Meow. 
It's Harland Williams. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Even. Heavens. Um, yeah, what a mix-up that would be. And uh, speaking of mix-ups, uh, how about this, you crazy cream soda drinking crunch witches? <laughs> um, you ever been in a store, and I think you have, have you, that wasn't the question, have you ever been in a store, okay, it gets, it gets deeper and broader than that, uh, you ever been in a store, um, you ever been in a store, like a Home Depot or a hardware store, or maybe even your grocery store? And you're looking around for something. You need a new screwdriver. You need to find out where the cabbage is or the uh, yogurt. Or you need a new hose or a shovel. And you're wandering around and you can't find the damn thing. And you turn the corner and there's the guy. There's the guy with the shirt and the hair and the look. And you're like, oh, thank goodness. You're like, excuse me, sir. Can you tell me where the sprinklers are? And they slowly turn and they stare at you and you're like, um, the sprinklers, hello, uh, sprinklers. And they just stare at you and they go, um, uh, I don't work here, man. What? Yeah, I don't work here. I'm a customer. And you're like, oh, 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 yikes. Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those weird things where uh, <laughs> it's, and it's an awkward mistake um because you know if you just happen to be wearing the wrong shirt or the right shirt as the case may be you know it's the right color of the store it just got the right look or the right feel or sometimes you're just that person you know you're the home depot guy you're like you know average age like 35 40 you look like the average dude you got a little bit of a beer belly you know, you got the haircut that's not really so modern. It's just kind of like frizzy and, you know, there's nothing really, you know, that doesn't say you're not the Home Depot guy. You know what I mean? And so you make that mistake and you ask that person. Or you're like, excuse me, could you tell me where the celery is? Um, I don't know. I don't work here. Fuck off. Whoa. You know, you just you just nail the wrong person. Or even worse, has it ever happened to you? You're just wandering around, and suddenly you're the Home Depot guy, and people are like, excuse me, sir, could you tell me where the lumber is? And I'm like, uh, well, you know me. I'm like, yeah, just go down to aisle seven and take a left at the grass seed. Oh, thank you, sir. And then I get my ass out of there, you know. But it's weird. It's weird. And it's not to say that it's a bad thing to to work as a service person as a Home Depot or a grocery store, but I, I got to admit, if it's not if it's not your line of work, it's it makes you step back a little. You're like, wait a minute, I've spent my whole life doing this. I'm a doctor, or I'm a car salesman, or I'm a physicist, and you think I work at Home Depot in the lumber aisle? Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, so, you know, little case of mistaken identity. It happens. I recommend if it happens, have fun with it like I do.
Excuse me, could you tell me where the roast beef is? Well, yes, I can. Uh, my address is 4229. You sick bastard. Psh, ow! So there you go. Uh, the case of mistaken identity. Well, what do you know? A ham sandwich. Have you seen the girls wearing the lip gloss? Is it not enough that us men are turned on by a woman's beautiful, sultry lips? And then they come along and they put this lip gloss on. Looks like they just finished, like, drinking nine gallons from a drinking fountain, man. Their lips are just all wet and frothy. Some of them too much, man. Some of them look like they got rabies or something. They're just all shiny and glistening. You can see the sun reflecting on them. Ruby red, and some of them are crimson. Some of them are just like their own flesh color, but they're just, they're shiny. Like an apple, like that wicked apple that the witch gave to Snow White. Aren't you just tempted when you see those glossy, sultry lips? Ugh, they're just so inviting. What are the girls trying to tell us with those wet, pouty lips? You know what I should do? I think I should get a towel from my bathroom, a bath towel, and cut it out. Put it on my lips. So the next time I see a girl with those wet, dripping lips, I'll just run up and kiss her. She'll go, oh, what was that for? And I said, your lips were wet, baby. I thought I'd dry them off with my towel lips. Oh, okay. Yeah, in my dreams. In my wet lip dreams. Hello! <laughs> Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway. Maybe I should gloss my lips. I mean, after all, I, I use my lips to make my living. No, don't go there, please. I mean, I do stand up. I talk. I'm a communicator. I'm a communicator, although you can find it very hard to believe the way I'm communicating. <sighs> yeah, uh, at least I think I'm a communicator. You know, I do my stand up. I act. I... I do the podcast, blah, blah, blah. So I, I use my lips. And um, and so because I use my lips, a lot of uh, the pavement pounders, people listening, write in or leave me phone messages and say, hey, man, where's more of your live stuff? Why don't you play more of your live stuff from the clubs and the theaters and the concert halls, dude? So, that being said, uh, let me tell you about something new that I did. Um, you know, I got a call from uh, this guy who organizes these shows. And he said, hey, Harland, I'm doing this thing at the uh, Hollywood Improv, right in the heart of Hollywood. And it's a stand-up show, but it's different. It's not, uh, it's not like traditional stand-up, like, you know, you up there telling your jokes. I'm doing a special night. It's called a Storyteller's Night. And I go, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, well, we just want you to tell a story. Don't do jokes. Don't do your bits. Don't do anything you've ever done before. Just we're going to give you a topic. 
and we want you to tell a story. And you know me, I like a challenge. I like to live dangerously. You know, hell, I I swim with sharks and scallops, okay? (laughs) Um, So I said, you know what? Let's do it, man. So I go down to the improv, and there's about five other guys on this show, and there's a host, and and it turns out the topic is uh, tell us a story about when you were completely drunk. Um, and I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, and uh, so I went up on stage, and basically for about 12 or 15 minutes, I just told a story. I got to say it was a little little freaky because I'm not used to doing comedy this way. I don't I don't sit on stage and tell stories, but I went up and I plopped down on the stool. Usually I'm standing, and I just got comfortable with the crowd. Uh, I still was riding a little bit of a cold, so my throat's a bit fried. But this is the story about how an East Indian guy could not say the word fire log okay i know it sounds weird but instead of saying fire log this is east indian guy could not pronounce fire log and he said fire large all right he pronounced it fire large he couldn't say log he said large (laughs) and so this whole story stems from an east indian guy not being able to uh say fire log Let's stop talking about it, and let's go right to it. Here it is, Storyteller Night, Harlan Williams at the Improv, live in uh, Hollywood, California. This next guy is absolutely hilarious. You guys have seen him and loved him for fucking two decades. Give it up for Harlan Williams, everybody. Cologne. 
or as they say in Germany, Köln is pronounced. K-O-L-N. And on top of the O, my friends, two little salamander eyes. <laughs> Germans love salamander. <laughs> so I'm in Köln, and uh, here I am as the drunkest I've ever been. I'm wobbling. I'm wobbling on my feet. It really happens to me. Never has happened to me. I don't drink irresponsibly like that. But on this night, I must have been in a celebratory mood. A wall came down. <laughs> that country was free. And here I am, as drunk as I've ever been. And a young lad from East Germany, his first night over the wall, freedom. And he runs into motherfucking me. <laughs> Now that's just the tease. You're not going to hear that story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you another story that I think you'll like that happened in good old North America that involves a three hour fire law. That's right. I said three hour fire law. This story has a couple of layers to it, so hang on to your fallopian tube, Jim <laughs> I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm a Canadian boy. I lived in Toronto. I grew up in Toronto. And, uh, you know, just before I moved down to the good old U.S. of A., I lived in a crappy old apartment building with my cousin. My cousin's a guy named Kevin Hurd. He's about six years younger than me. And, some of you might know him, he's the keyboard player for the Naked Ladies. He's a very, very, very talented musician. We're really tight. We like to sing together, play together, and we live together. And uh, we ordered a lot of junk food. We ordered pizzas and chicken and all the things young, healthy Americans eat, too. <laughs> Well, my cousin was in another band before the Bare Naked Ladies, and you know the lifestyle of guys in a band, they play hard all night, they sleep most of the day, right? So, I was up, it was lunchtime, I ordered pizza from this place in Toronto called Pizza Pizza. Nine, six, seven, eleven, eleven, that's their jingle. <laughs> You can try it later, but it might not go through because it's in Canada. <laughs> so, I ordered a pizza. Kevin's asleep in bed. And being Canada, I don't know why. It's a forested area, okay? I ordered a large pizza. The guy goes to me, sir, we're having a special. We're running a special. With every large pizza, you get a free three-hour fire alarm. <laughs> and I go, good, I'll take the fucking fire alarm. I live in an apartment building, I don't have a fireplace, but there's a balcony, maybe we can light it out there. So this place prides itself on 30 minutes or it's free. So I'm like, great, I ordered the pizzas, Kevin's asleep, I'm gonna go have a shower, I'll eat the pizza, I'll go do what I gotta do, right? I'm in the shower, 
unbeknownst to me, the phone rings. It wakes my cousin Kevin up out of a beautiful slumber, right? He picks up the phone. In those days, we had one of those old-fashioned answering machines, you know, the ones that record on an actual piece of tape. Do any of you know what tape is? <laughs> so this thing clicked on just as he picks up the phone, and he's coming out of a slumber. He's like, hello? some East Indian guy from Pizza Pizza. And he goes to my cousin who's in this drunken haze. He goes, hello, sir. My cousin goes, yeah. And he goes, what are you the large? And my cousin goes, what, the large? He goes, yes, sir. We got no more fire large. <laughs> what, the fire large? Yes, we got all, but all out of the fire large, sir. We got no more large. Large, the fire large, what? We got no more fucking fire large. And my cousin goes, okay, the large, I got it, the large. Hangs up. That's me setting up the story. I need a drink, my thorax is dry. Now comes part two. And it all ties in gay. A few months later, Time's gone by, and me and my cousin have listened to this recording a thousand times. <laughs> we love it. We rehearse it to each other every time. We have. got the large. I got the what? The large? I got the fucking fire large. We're addicted to it, right? We almost burnt the tape right out and created the first digital download we played it somewhere. So cut to a few months later, we're in fire large heaven. <laughs> Kevin says to me, mysterious loader, he says, <laughs> Kevin says to me, he goes, Har, I got this gig, man. I got this fucking gig. These people want me to, uh, they want me to uh, play at, their, at a rap party for a movie. And I go, what, with, with the band? He was in a different band, and it was called uh, The Look People. And he goes, no, they just want me to do it alone. What should I do? And I go, I don't know, man. He goes, he goes, can you help me? And I said, shit, yeah. And he goes, well, what do we do? And I said, why don't we do this? I said, I'm going to dress up like a chick, and I'm going to call myself Pina Colada. <laughs> and you're going to be my keyboard player, the greasy little skin. All right? So I dress up in this beautiful dress I bought at the Salvation Army store. I bought this beautiful uh, white blonde wig. And I don't know if you can see it. I mean, I'm a hot-looking chick. I mean, I know a lot of you have seen me in sorority boys. I'm a fuckable chick. I mean, I don't have hard features. I have no chin, right? You can punch me and you'd always miss. So I get the wig on, and I put the lipstick on, I got the eyeshadow, the fake eyeliner, and I got the fishnet stockings, and I was, I was a little lighter then, and I looked, I looked pretty smoking hot. So we show up at this rap party, and there's a stage, and before we go up on stage, you know, we're mingling. We don't have to do our, our songs yet. So I'm, uh, I'm sitting there, and guys are asking me to dance, and they don't get it that I'm this hot fucking dude with a penis. 
So I actually got up and danced with a couple of them. And I'm talking slow dancing, right? I even went into the girls' bathroom to look at my makeup, and one of the chicks asked me if she could borrow my lipstick. And I lent it to her. I was drinking. I started drinking. I needed to cope with being a woman somewhere. And I got drunk, and I looked so hot, I was making out with girls. I made out with more strange women that night than I ever have, even more than last night when I was at your house. So we get up on stage, and the greasy little skid has his keyboard, and he introduces Pina Colada. And I come strutting out on stage, and I'm doing a falsetto voice, and I'm, I can't do it now because I got a sore voice, but I was like, and I was singing like really loungy songs like Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks, you know? We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the wine and the song, like the seasons have all gone. And that's an uplifting song because it's about a fucking loser that commits suicide. <laughs> Number one hit on the radio. Welcome to Depression Mel, fuck off, you fly. <laughs> Someone I'm doing a set in the Lord of the Rings forest over there. <laughs> so here we go. We have this great night. Pina Colada's up there doing these horrible songs. The greasy little skin he's playing. And I'm like, play it better, you greasy little skin. <laughs> he couldn't play good enough. And my cousin's like a genius keyboard player and everything. He does. Better, you little fucking skin. <laughs> So we're having a blast, the night ends, we go back down on the dance floor, I'm making out with more girls, one of them had garlic breath, I didn't care, I'm being a fucking clotter, man. <laughs> the night ends, we walk out and we hustle out onto the cold streets of Toronto, man, it's there and we close this fucking joint. Peter Collada and the greasy little skid close the joint. We walk out onto the street, we're looking for a cab, it's just whistling wind and crickets and Dolphins blowing fart bubbles in the river. <laughs> and all of a sudden, <laughs> from out of nowhere, this white rape van comes screaming down the street. Just a white, it's like, it's like the mystery machine with all the paint scraped off of it, right? Scooby-Doo's laying in the back with a battered anus, you know? <laughs> This fucking thing screeches to a stop, and I'm not breaking character. I'm fucking hair. I'm Pina Colada. The greasy little skid's got his bacon grease hair. These two Canadian hosers, like tough guys, like oil rig workers slash lumberjacks slash seal plumbers slash fucking Arby's workers, right? They screech to a halt. They go, hey, man, their fucking eyes are spinning around like the opening of the Twilight Zone. Like, hey, man, do you know how to get to the fucking highway? And I didn't break character, and I just went, Yeah, what do you do? Because you go up there. And the guy goes, you fucking knock it off, or I'm going to punch your fucking head in. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, no one talks to Pina Colada. <laughs> Especially not in front of the greasy little skin. <laughs> so I just keep going. I'm like, fuck it, I'm wasting. I go, what you do? Slammed on the gas, fucked off into the night like the cover of Meatloaf's Pat Out of Hell album. Right? So 
here we go. We see one lonely cab coming down the street, right? Headlights in the distance, a little bit of Canadian fog blowing across. <laughs> Some guy in an alley making wind noises. <laughs> so we're fucking tank. We get in the cab, and Toronto's a very ethnic city. We get in the cab, lo and behold, it's 2.30 in the morning, Chinese guy, 32 years old. Big glasses, kind of got a little bit of the buck teeth going. Happy-go-lucky dude. We start driving, and we got a ways to go. We got about a 12-mile cab ride to get to our fucking dump. <laughs> so we start driving, and we get about two minutes into the ride, and I go to the guy, I go, Hey, buddy, you got the large? <laughs> He's like, what you say? You got the fire large. <laughs> what are you talking about? You think we don't know this here? And we spent the next 12 miles teaching that guy <laughs> the fire large run. Word for word, like we were at a Stanislavski acting school. By the time this guy got us back to his dump, he had the whole fucking rundown. And we were like, Hello, sir, I got no more large. And he's like, What, the large? <laughs> no, I got no more fire large. And it was like an East Indian and a Chinese guy with a fire large on. One of the best nights of my life. Completely hammered. Folks, tell that story to your kids this Christmas. God bless you. There it is. There it is. Me telling stories. Uh, I don't know if you like that or not. Uh, you know, it's a different style for me. You might have been like, yeah, whatever. Um, or you might have been, hey, cool. I don't know. I got to tell you, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was uh, weird. It was different. I was out of my element, believe me. But uh, I had a good time. I like being out of my element. I like the danger zone. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, facial expressions and kind of uh, animated looks I was giving in there. So sometimes you're like, why are people laughing? You didn't even say anything. Well, that was probably me giving a little look or whatever. Um, so there you go. That that's my little uh, live storytelling uh, episode, um, and you let me know what you think. HarlanWilliams.com. You can write me or call me at three two three seven three nine four three three zero. And uh, you know, nice to get your feedback. And uh, you know, if you like it, maybe I can uh, do some more of that stuff for ye, as they say in merry old England. Um, but that is it. That is it. That's all I have for now, folks. Uh, that kind of exhausted me. Um, uh, not really, uh, but I got to go put some lip gloss on. And, uh, so don't forget you can, uh, hook yourself up at, uh, at Harlan Williams on Twitter. If 
If you want to uh, join in, I always post goofy little fun things that might brighten your day. Um, we're at a, uh, we have the uh, Facebook page, Harlow Williams uh, Facebook page. You can join up there. Uh, what else? What else? Um, that's about it. Go to the store at harlowwilliams.com and pick up uh, your merch if you want. Keep the laughter coming. And that's it. That's all we have time for. There will be more storytelling on our next podcast. Thank you one and all for joining. Great to have you here. Tell your friends, your family, your deceased, whoever, and get them on board the Harland Highway. And until next time, my furry little friends, chicken chow mein, baby. Yeah.